Thank you, Jesus. God is good, amen? Amen. We're going to take a minute if you have an offering or a tithe this morning and give you the opportunity to worship God and your giving. It's very much a part of, of worship. To give unto the Lord to fill the storehouse. So if you have one, you can just put it in the, the offering box there. Lord, we pray over the offering this morning that, Lord, you would multiply and help us to make the needs of this church and allow us to do the ministry that you would have us do, Lord. Let us reach out into this community, Lord. Let us be a cornerstone for the people of this area, Lord. Help us to reach them and touch them and tell them about Jesus. Oh, Lord, we just know that that we're here and you're here, Lord. So help us to do what would be your, how do we advance your kingdom, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen. This morning we're going to talk about a scripture. You all know. I mean, most of you can probably put it out. If I put it out to you, you can recite it. So let's go with 2 Corinthians. 517. We all know this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Therefore, anyone is in Christ. So if you are in Christ, I mean in Christ, not just, oh, I know Jesus, I've heard his name, blah, blah, blah. No. You are in Christ. You are seeking. You are a new creation. The old things have passed away. You need to have a funeral service for your old life. <laughs> you know, you better take all your old things, put them in a box, and go bury them. Have a funeral for old you. Because it says you're new. Now, you know, a car gets into an accident. They put on a fender, a door, they paint it, make it look all nice and new. But it's not new. It's repaired. It's not new. Don't just give yourself a coat of paint. Learn a little Christianese so you can speak Christianese. I mean, everybody, everybody knows how to play church. I mean, you learn that very early. You see what everybody else does, and you just do it. That's not it. You know, you buy, you buy a computer at Best Buy or somewhere. You take it home, plug it in, and something just doesn't work right. So you take it back. And they give you a new one. They send the old one back to the factory. The technicians take it apart. They test every piece. They find out what was bad. They put a new one in. They seal it back up. They send it back to the store. And they call it refurbished. You're not refurbished. You are new. You are new. If you're in Christ. Jesus, Amen. you are new. Amen. Amen. I don't know, a lot of you have probably refurbished. Some of you repaired. I mean, there's people in churches everywhere that are repaired. They have paint jobs. They put on Sunday. They put on church. They just paint it on, 
go to church, hi, here I am, blah, blah, blah. Oh, great message. Thank you, Pastor, out the door, and boom, right back into the world. Right back into the world. Have a funeral. Have a funeral for those old things. Some of you are clinging on to things that were part of your personality and stuff before you met Jesus. Jesus made you a new creation. Get rid of that stuff that's no good. Just bury it. Some of you need to get rid of friends and acquaintances and people that you know and talk to and hang out with and they influence you because they're not of Christ. I mean, Jesus went out and he hung with the sinners. He went out there and he preached the gospel. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. But when it was all done, he went back to his little group of disciples. That was his family. That's what you need to do. You need to rely on your Christian family and not on your worldly family. You know, some people hang on to people because they've known them for 20 years. Oh, I've known them for 20 years. Never done. So what? How long you known Jesus? Are you a new creation in Christ? Are you just something that paints on Christ on Sunday and comes to church, feels all good, hears a message, and goes out does whatever they do. I mean, Jesus converted a lot of people. Look at Mary Magdalene. Here's a woman that was totally tormented. Couldn't have been living any further away from Christ than anybody in this room and probably most of the people sitting in churches today. She was so far away from what God was, what Jesus was. She runs into Jesus. And he casts out all these demons that are plaguing her. And she becomes a new creation in Christ. She becomes part of his entourage. She traveled everywhere he went. She traveled with the disciples and did so many other women. Because they were in Christ Jesus. They were in Christ Jesus. They weren't just stuck on Jesus like a piece of Velcro. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) No, they were in Christ Jesus. And he was in them. He who abides in me, I will abide in them. It's what the scripture says. So that's who he was. Galatians 6.15 tells us, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor non-circumcision avails. Anything but a new creation. Doesn't matter. Basically what he's saying, it doesn't matter whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. Because yeah, they had their their little issues. You know, just like you have today. Oh, I'm a Jew, how can this Gentile know Jesus? Jesus came to save the Jews, he calls on Israel. He didn't call on these Gentiles, but they used to call them pigs. They didn't have nice names for the Gentiles. The Gentiles were thick skinned. They didn't care about what they were called. They just wanted Jesus. And they got him. The Gentiles were adopted into the family of Christ. Praise the Lord. That puts all of us in there. Romans 8.11 says, But if the spirit of him 
who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. The spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus walked out of that tomb. He went to heaven and he came back up. He went to hell, I mean, he came back up. Transfigured into heaven. But here he is. God raised him from the dead. And if you're in Christ, that same, same spirit dwells in you. That same spirit is in you. I mean, that's that's powerful. That's, that's think about that. Just think about the spirit of the Lord came on. Jesus is laying there dead in the tomb. And God raises him up. People come looking for him. He's not here. They thought somebody stole it. They actually thought somebody stole his body. And Jesus is walking down the street. The first person he came across was Mary Magdalene. Taps her on the shoulder. Hey, what's up? She doesn't recognize him. Why? Because he's got this glorified body. He's got this look upon him. Like if you're under the anointing, you have this look, you have this look. The Holy Spirit is really working through you. You're shining. Your face is shining. You can see that. So when she finally does recognize him, she takes off running to tell the other disciples, oh, man, he's gone now, he's uh. They're like, you know, he kicked all these demons out of you, but I think you're still crazy. But it worked that way. Paul wrote in Galatians 5.16, he said, walk in the spirit and thou shalt not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. What is the lust of the flesh? Walk in the spirit, you have to be humble. Let's face it, me sitting in a chair, this is very humbling to me. I mean, Jesus knocked me down a couple of pegs because I believe I should be standing. I believe if you're going to preach the word, you need to be standing, you need to be able to move. Jesus said, no. You need to humble yourself. So here I am. Humble. The lust of the flesh. I mean, Rose knows better than to allow me to go onto a car lot. Because if I go to a car lot, the lust of the flesh comes out like there's no tomorrow. And whatever it is I like, I gotta have it. You've got, got to have it. So we don't visit those places. But he says, walk in the Spirit. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in you. And you need to walk in that. You need to let that be what guides you. May the Holy Spirit is God himself. The Holy Spirit governs everything that goes on in this world. 
is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Everything that a Christian does if they're really in Christ Jesus is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Get rid of the flesh. Colossians 3. Then if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. That's a whole, takes a whole different attitude. I mean, you really gotta change the way you think. It says you have to have a renewing of your mind to think about things that are above. What's above? Heaven's above. What does the scripture tell us? We're to bring heaven here on earth. That is our job. That is our mission. That is what Christ Jesus wants us to do. And he tells us how to do it. He tells us, go out and heal the sick. Go out and raise the dead. Go out and cast out the demons. This is how you're going to do it. And as you meet people that aren't really in Christ, there may be a manifestation that changes their attitude. They may see something as you're praying. Maybe you're praying over someone and you're calling out, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And they are. Because someone that doesn't know Christ needs to see things. They don't walk by faith like we do. We're to walk by faith. You know, you say, oh, well, that's not really fair. I mean, you let the people that don't know you, Christ, see all these miracles. But we have to walk by faith. We have to trust in him. Yeah, you do. You have to trust in him. Everything that comes from above. The peace of God, according to Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Not some understanding. All of it. Will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So the peace of God, where does that come from? comes from above. Amen. Comes through the Holy Spirit. He has sent us. You know, bringing heaven here on earth is what we're to do. We're not to take earth and put it up in heaven. Now, some people want to do that. But that's not what it is. Paul writes in Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. So if you're walking in the Spirit, if you're a new creation, God is blessing you with everything he's got. Amen. He's already given you the Holy Spirit. He is blessing you with every spiritual blessing. Everyone Amen. is coming your way. When we're getting back to the, to the mind, Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he's going to let you refurbish your mind. He's going to let you do a little work on it. Get rid of everything is of the flesh. Just cast it out. Amen. Now lay hands on yourself. Amen. Oh Lord, cast out the flesh out of my mind. Cast out everything that's not of you. Cast it out. Amen. Renew my mind. I mean, God looks at the heart. But your mind has to be there. Because your mind and your heart are what's going to walk and guide you. You may have the Holy Spirit in you, but sometimes 
Sometimes you're all a little hard. But... <laughs> you know, you're going to do it your way. And what's going to happen? It's not going to work out. Is God really punishing you? No. He just told you to walk in the spirit. You decide to walk in the flesh. That's what happens. You have to be in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, you have no business doing anything that God doesn't tell you to do. Now, he's not going to tell you to do something crazy. He's not going to say, go out and buy a machine gun and kill all the people at the post office. He's not going to tell you to do that. He's going to tell you to go into the hospital and pray for everybody that's sick and have them walk out. Amen. He's going to tell you to be so strong in me and have so much faith that people just want to sit in your shadow as you come walking by. Like Peter and John. I mean, they put people, they lined them up on the street. John and Peter are coming today. They'll be here in about an hour. Get ready. Get your seats. Bring them crook. And boom. They walk by and everybody's healed. Amen. Same power that raised Christ from the dead was in them. And it's in you. Amen. You just got to develop you got to develop it. And it takes time. I mean, God's going to give you the keys to heaven. But he's not going to hand them out right away. And he says, here, here's the key. This will start. Let's move. And the deeper you get into your relationship, the more time you spend with him. How do you spend time with him? Spend time with him praying. Spend time on your knees just saying, oh Lord, come unto me. I love you, Lord. Love you. Come unto me. You know, it, it's not like getting on there and praying, well, God, I need a steak for dinner. I need a, I need a new car. I need, a, I need these bills paid. God's not your sugar daddy. <laughs> Walk in the spirit, Amen. not in the flesh. I mean, Matthew told us in Matthew, your your kingdom will come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's telling you, God's will be done. God's kingdom is coming. And so the way it is on earth is the way we have to put it in heaven. And you see that looking around. You see people from all different nationalities sitting in this church. I was in a church that had 65 different nationalities. They had a lot more people. Amen. But we got different nationalities in here. And that's the way heaven's going to look. Amen. Amen. It's going to have all kinds of people. Those that are in Christ Jesus are the ones that are going to be there. Amen. Matthew tells us, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Nothing's going to happen if you don't. How's he going to pour out everything? You know, it's like you're, you're looking for a Bentley and you're at a Chevrolet dealership. It's just not going to have one. You're sitting here living in the flesh and you're calling out God and say, oh, why isn't your kingdom helping me? And he's saying, well, I don't know you. Who are you? Nobody 
wants to die and hear those words. Amen. And when you, when you get to heaven, you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You want to go before the judgment seat of Christ. You don't want the white throne judgment. That one is going to be different. That one is not going to be a good one. The judgment seat of Christ, yeah, he's going to go over every bit of your life with you. Because you're there for all eternity, so it's not like he's got to hurry. <laughs> He'll go over every aspect, every decision you made, every word you spoke. And why did you do this? Why did you do that? And this was good, that was. And then he's going to give you your reward. Some of you are going to get a one-room apartment <laughs> in somebody else's man. And somebody's going to, some of you are going to get mansions. So big. So big. It's going to take you a while to get from one side to the other. Call upon Jesus. Amen. Seek first his kingdom. Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. In him you trusted. To be in Christ Jesus, you got to trust Him. I mean, you can trust me, but I'm not going to get you into heaven. I mean, you trust your friends, and friends always let you down. There's not a relationship any of you have ever had with somebody that didn't end up not too good. There's always that dispute. There's always that friction. Something always goes wrong. But you trust him. But it said, now you've heard the word of truth. You heard that from Jesus. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the light. I am true. This is the gospel of your salvation. Trusting in the Lord. He that believeth in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Trust in the Lord. And then you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you and they just seal you up so it can't get out. He's there. And all his promises are there. And Luke, you hear this gone out, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty on those who are oppressed. This is what Jesus has called each and every one of you to do. He has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor, the poor in spirit, not the poor financially the poor in spirit. He sent you to heal the brokenhearted. And every one of you knows brokenhearted people. At one time or another, maybe you've had a broken heart. And Jesus had to come along and heal you. So you aid these people. You tell them about Jesus. Proclaim liberty to the captives. So many people are chained with sin, 
They're chained to things of this world. They're chained to things not of Christ. They're in a prison of sin. They're just in a prison of sin. And a lot of people don't know how to get out. They got a certain lifestyle. They don't know how to change it. Recovery at the sight of the blind. People don't see Jesus. They don't see people in the world. You can go out there and talk to them right now. They don't see the world the same way you do. Your worldview is totally different than people out there. Totally different. Because you're in Christ Jesus. Your worldview is different. What you think of people, what you think of God, all of those things are different. Amen. Your trust is in the Lord. Amen. Your faith is in Christ. Their trust might be in their boss. Their trust might be in their next door neighbor. Their trust might be in who knows what the, the money they have in the bank. Unfortunately, you die. You could, you could have millions of dollars. You ain't taking it with you. And you're just not. So they're, they don't see the way you see. Just like the blind man on the road that was crying out. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And Jesus went and healed. Have mercy on me. Matthew 10 8 tells us heal the sick. God doesn't want anybody sick. I mean, the whole Bible, the New Testament, is about Jesus healing the sick. Telling you to heal the sick. If he wanted them sick, he'd say, leave them alone. You see somebody sick, just say, hey, how you doing? Move on. But he doesn't say that. He tells you to heal the sick. He tells you everywhere in scripture to heal the sick. So what does that tell you? God does not want anybody sick. He wants no one sick. So if you're sick, who's it from? The enemy. I had this fluid. And it's a long story of how I got it. But they took me off. Uh, I have heart disease. Heart disease that produces a fluid. Been on for the pill. It takes care of it every day and I don't have to worry about it. But I had low blood pressure, so they messed with this, they messed with that. You know, and they took me off the water pills and I filled up. But it's of the devil. And I'm praying, Lord, can I cast this out? I rebuke this. In the name of Jesus, I want nothing to do with this. And Jesus is healing me. And that's what we have to do. Illness is not of Christ. Sickness is not of Jesus. It's of the enemy. And you need to get rid of it. He says, heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Cast out the demons. Freely, freely you have received. Freely you give. Jesus didn't charge you for the anointing. He didn't say, oh, you want to heal 20 people? That's 40 bucks, $2 a person. You want to cast out a demon? It's five bucks a demon. How many do you want? You know, he doesn't say that. He gives you that authority. He gives you that power. Just go do it. Just go do it. Take the authority that you have in Christ. I mean, Christians today and half the churches 
They act like little wimps. You're in the army of God. You're not in the wimp service. Hey, this is the wimps over here. They think meek means weak. Meek does not mean weak. Otherwise, he would have said the weak shall inherit the earth. He doesn't. He said the meek will. People think, you know, oh, you're a Christian. You have to do this. You have to say things this way. You've got to. No, you don't. Jesus got angry. He still healed the sick. He cast out the demons. But there were times when he was just, he was just frustrated. And when he got frustrated, he found himself walking off by himself and praying to God to take, take the edge off, take this frustration away from him. He took three disciples with him. And he's out there praying, you know, take this edge off. You know, I gotta, I gotta be focused, and you know, he's expecting them to be praying. They're all sleeping. <laughs> Don't go to sleep on Christ. He might have some good words for you. I mean, in Acts ten thirty eight, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power went about doing good Amen. and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with them. Is God with you? Is God with you? Amen. If God is with you then you need to go about doing exactly what he said. Doing good healing all that are oppressed. Just do it. You meet somebody that's oppressed, pray over them, heal them, cast out whatever's bothering them. Because Jesus wants you well. What's he tell us in Revelation 12, 11? They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Which means they didn't stay in the flesh. Because you're in the flesh, you're going to die. You're in the spirit, you don't die. It's just the way it is. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Every one of you have been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every single one of you is covered by the blood of the Lamb. And you all have a testimony. Yes, Lord. And I know there's people that would like to see testimony shared here. And it's important that you hear people's testimony. So if you have a testimony that you can share briefly, because sometimes you give people a microphone and you know 20 minutes later they're still Amen. blah 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 blah. Amen. But if you have a testimony you want to share. Just let me know. Amen. And we'll do it. Amen. Because people need to hear what God has done Amen. in your lives. Amen. So we'll add that to the service. Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give you the authority trample on servants, serpents, scorpions, and all the power over the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So what are you afraid of? Amen. You're afraid you're going to go and, and pray over someone that gets healed and all of a sudden you're going to come down with some great disease? Oh, I prayed over this person with COVID. Now I got COVID. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> and this is what we have to do. 
How can we do it? Because Christ is with us. We are a new creation in Christ. Hebrews 13.8, you all know what it says. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. The authority he's given you doesn't change. What he's told you to do doesn't change because he didn't change. He didn't get up this morning and say, oh, I'm going to take the anointing off that person. And I'm going to send them out. Let them get sick. Get it, get it. He doesn't. He's the same. He wants everybody well. He wants everybody walking in the spirit. He wants to see everybody in heaven. He knows he won't. But he wants everybody to have the opportunity. Share the gospel. I mean, people need healing. People need deliverance. I mean, they're oppressed. We have to take care of that. What does it tell us in Matthew 7? It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and he will be open to you. For everyone who receives, and he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, it will be open. So seek. Seek what God has for you. You're going to find it. You knock on the door. He's going to open it. Remember, we were wounded. He was wounded. For our transgression. He was. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Go out and do what God wants you to do. Because you are a new creation. You're brand new. You got that new people smell. Sort of like the new car smell, but different. Second Corinthians 5 7 says, Do we walk by faith? Not by sight. So we have to have the faith in Jesus. We have to trust Him. If He told us, to, if He tells you to go pray over that person and heal them, and you better trust him. Do what Jesus tells a lot of people in churches all the time to do things. Amen. Most of you don't do them for one reason or another. But you don't. You have to listen to the Lord. He's not going to misguide you. You are a new creation in him. What does Timothy tell us? This is what everybody has in the back of the mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. What are you afraid of? You know, you go into a, a grocery store, you see somebody there that you know is, is just, something's just wrong. Fixing the mind. Something's just wrong. So you ask them, can I pray for you? Amen. 90% of the people will say yes. Wow. So he has not given us a spirit of fear. Amen. But fear is what keeps us from doing that. Yes. The enemy is what keeps us from doing that. But he's given you power, love, a sound mind. This is what he's put into you. You are a new creation in Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. You need prayer this morning. Maybe something, something's oppressing you. 
Maybe something's got a hold of you and, and you just can't let it go. Maybe you're just battling something that you know you shouldn't be battling. You need the victory. There is victory in Jesus. And you need that. I want you to come down to the altar. This morning. I don't want you to, to be shy. He's putting a spirit of fear in you. But get down. Let the people pray over you this morning. We will cast we will cast out everything that needs to be cast out. We'll heal what needs to be healed. Every stronghold, every stronghold of Christ is gone. Jesus is here. Jesus is the one. Trust in the Lord. Walk by faith, not by sight. There's something. There's something that you need. They're battling. I don't care what it is. But if there's something you're battling, come down and let Jesus heal you. We're not going to heal. We're just God's vessels. He's just using us this morning. But it's, it's Jesus that's going to heal you. Jesus that's going to cast out the oppression. All things are through Christ. Let Jesus heal you. Let everything be of Jesus.
we thank you for your presence in this place. Let the peace of God go with you all this week. Let the peace of God that is above anything you could understand come down and live on you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless